Welcome to episode 131 of the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. Although my family were due to arrive the following day on the morning of March the 20th, which was a holiday here in Japan, I had a choice of completing the podcast that I'd half prepared or going to the Photo Imaging Expo 2008 at the Tokyo Big Site and then try to put something together based on that. Well, I went to the Expo, uh, but I ended up not having uh, enough time to prepare a podcast on what I saw there. I got partway through it on the night of the 20th, but just didn't have time to complete and record it before uh, my family and friends arrived. So um, basically now I've gone, I've gone back to that. Um, it's a few weeks old, uh, but you know, there's nothing really new that I'm going to be talking about. Every, you know, as I mentioned at the end, uh, nothing's really new these days um, unless you're in the US where most of the big manufacturers announce new products. So. Um, I guess it's no no real big deal that this is going to be a few weeks um, after the event. Um, anyway, my my family have gone back to England. I've um, completed putting my thoughts down, and you know, really just want to take a look at today a few of the things that I found interesting at the Photo Imaging Expo 2008. Before we really get into this, I'd like to tell you that I shot some photos to illustrate the podcast, but I've not uploaded them to my gallery as I have in the past, uh, even for like equipment shots and things like that. Uh, Again, trying to keep the gallery a little bit more freed up. I have posted them in a forum post in the MVP podcast forum, though, and there'll be a link in the show notes to that post. I will also include the uh, photos in the Enhanced podcast and I'll drop them into the MP3 audio file if that's how you usually um, look at them. So you'll be able to view them as as usual, uh, but I just won't call out the numbers for each of the image because there'll be nothing to jump to in the gallery. I won't go into details about how I shot the images today either because they're really just snapshots. Anyway, as I walked through the doors nearest the ticket desk uh, where I just paid to, to enter the expo, The first thing that hit me was the huge cannon stand at the other side of the hall, which is, it really quite dwarfed um, many of the other stands between the doorway and the cannon stand itself. Naturally, paying some attention to the stands along the way, I made a bit of a beeline for the cannon stand. I wasn't expecting anything new as, um, you know, as in something that uh, none of us had heard about. Um, with most companies saving their big announcement for the big trade shows in the US these days. I was, though, hoping that they'd have one of the new 800mm f5.6 IS USM lenses um, to take a look at. And as we can see in the first photo in the forum post, they did have one. I queued up for just a minute or two. There was about three or four people sort of queuing up to um, have a bit of a a play with the, the lens before me. And I got a peek at it and confirmed what I already knew um, from looking at photos, which is the lens has some very nice sort of curvy lines. Um, unlike the 600mm that is more angular, like pretty much all of the other Canon lenses to date, the 800mm has um, some curves. I didn't ask why, as I was very doubtful that the, the person that was nearby 
would be able to give me a good answer. But I thought that it was nice, you know, a nice touch from a design perspective. Um, nothing technical, um, but I, I personally think that uh, there are, you know, things that are engineered well. And, you know, with with these sort of the curves, a little bit more aesthetic um, rather than just like straight machine lines, uh, look look a little bit better. So I was, uh, I'm, I'm pleased to see that. I'm sure that they, you know, it may not just have been aesthetic. They may have been trying to cut down on weight because um, it's obviously a very hefty lens. But, uh, you know, either way, I, I quite like the, uh, the the look of the new lens. If I recall, it was the 5D attached to the lens. So it should have um, had a nice and bright image uh, to view in the viewfinder. But I was not all that impressed with the brightness of the image. I guess looking through an an f5.6 lens is to blame here. I expected it to be brighter though, just because of the size of the lens, uh, but a little bit disappointed uh, to see how dark it actually was. Um, this may well have been because I was looking at a dark part of the of the room, but you know you can see in the picture that it's relatively well lit, and it just seemed darker than that. I hear that the lens is sharper than the 600 millimeter f4 with a 1.4 times extender fitted but the 600mm with the extender is still very usable and when you consider the uh, reduced versatility I started to invent a new word there uh, versatility and the huge price tag um, attached to the 800mm and take into account the relative darkness of the lens it isn't something that I would particularly like to add to my arsenal, even for bird photography, not at this point at least. You can also see the new TV ad penguin in the poster in the background there. In Japan, the EOS KISS X2 was due for release the day after I went to the uh, expo, I believe, which would have been the 21st of March. This is, of course, the new camera known as the Rebel XSI in other parts of the world. I don't know if these commercials are running anywhere else in the world, but there are currently three commercials running here in Japan. One with a lion, one with a bulldog, and this one with the penguin, where you, you sort of, you watch uh, the the baby animal sort of doing something cute, and then a moment later you realise that you're looking through the camera of the parent, and the focus point lights up, and here you are, you know, you hear that beep, uh, that, that, um, distinctive beep as the focus locks in and then the the you know the the tv cuts to the parent animal with the xsi photographing their cute little cub or pup or chick and you know i, I think they're just a nice uh, cute little uh, bunch of commercials the one thing that i really wanted to do while i was at the expo was to talk to someone from both canon and epson about their 24 inch wide professional printers I have to move apartments first because I uh, I basically can't fit one of these huge things in my current place. But I'm looking to pick one of these up later in the year. And although I'm pretty sold on the Canon IPF 6100 uh, printer, I still want to compare it to the Epson before I take the plunge. Anyway, in the second image you can see that I had a word with the uh, rep at the Canon booth while taking a look at the IPF 6100 printer. Even before taking a look, I've been, I've been thinking that the Canon does look better in many ways, including price, and also speed. I was 
pretty amazed at how fast the IPF 6100 was spitting out prints. I see from the Canon website that you can make uh, an A1 size print, which is basically um, what sort of like four A3s. Um, you can make an A1 size print in fast mode in 1.2 minutes and in normal mode in just four minutes. And this will probably uh, obviously vary with paper and there may be, uh, I'm sure that there's a slower, even finer mode that takes a little longer. Um, I've not looked into this, I'm just speculating here. Uh, so, but, you know, four, min four minutes, um, probably using bi-directional printing too, uh, which I usually turn off for better uh, print quality. Uh, but I'd I'd play you know, I'd play around with all that um, it, once I got the printer or maybe before if I can get a get a chance to go over and see one. Um, but still, you know, I just thought that with the amount of ink that was getting slapped onto the paper here and the size of the paper, um, an A1 print in four minutes is still pretty amazing. And the the prints that I could see coming out, um, at, you know, in the expo, they they look pretty good. Uh, even on close inspection. I did have a word with the, the guy at the Epson stand uh, a little later, um, and they were they were very helpful too. Both companies uh, told me that I could go with some image data to do some test prints with them uh, to help me, uh, to sort of help make, make up my mind, really. Another big factor um, is the type of papers available. Canon seems to be marketing um, branded Harnimule or Harnimule. I'm not sure. I hope someone can um, tell me how you pronounce that. But it's uh, a very nice fine art paper. Um, and, you know, they, I've actually had a sample pack of this paper and, and given it a good, uh, sh good run for its money on my Epson printer. Very nice paper. Uh, but then, of course, the uh, you know Epson have their their own brand professional fine art cotton rags, such as the ultra smooth fine art paper that I use for most of my other uh, prints that I sell. So, you know, I know that I'm good on paper in, with either manufacturer, but still, I want to see what's available, um, especially in the large rolls, um, because you don't really buy print, uh, you know, pieces of pages of paper that. Um, that size with these printers um, and then really just do some test prints with some prints maybe ones that I've had difficulty in the past um, and I know are, are trying prints um, and just sort of see how both compare before making my final decision. Next I just posted a picture in which you can see the entire Canon stand. After that is a photo of a model shoot that the uh, a Japanese photographer by the name of Kazuya Gondo was doing uh, with some uh, pre-registered volunteers, I believe. It was funny to see that all of the seven people, you can only see, I think, three or four in this uh, in this shot, but all seven of the people sitting waiting to shoot the models were middle-aged men. It was as if it was like illegal for a woman to apply uh, to take part or something, which I just thought was uh, interesting. In the fifth photo, you can see another close-up of the Canon stand with a bunch of people looking at the KISS uh, X2 and the two-stage upper level there um, is where I'd been playing with the 800mm f5.6 earlier. It's nice to be able to actually get your hands on the gear and play with it, especially if you're considering buying something. Um, not that I was, but I, I think it's just nice to be able to do that. Um, there are 
Canon salons in major cities across Japan where you can go and take a look at the the whole range. Uh, but it, it's just nice to uh, in so you know to have um, so many different sort of manufacturers as well um, in one place so that you can do comparisons as well as just play and gloat. I think it, a place like this would be even better if you were looking. You know, you would just you'd say you'd got um, a single like a, a digital SLR body and one lens, maybe a kit lens. And you wanted, you just got into it all, and you you weren't that invested in either Canon or or Nikon or any other manufacturer for that matter. Um, and it would be great to go to a place like this and really have a good look and compare both um, in just one place. Only happens once a year though, so you know, really, it's not practical for most people. But it's just another another application that I can think of. Next, uh, the. Uh, photo shows the next photo that you can see. Um, it shows the new Sigma Behemoth, the 200 to 500 f 2.8 lens. I queued it again for a minute or two to take a closer look at this lens, uh, more out of curiosity than anything else. Uh, I was impressed by the fact that there was a small LCD display on the lens itself, right at eye level. Um, in front, you know, so if you were look to look up from the viewfinder, you'd see it. Uh, and that's basically telling you what focal length you are at. So you, you know, you, you've got your zoom to in millimeters and the distance that you're focusing at, which I thought was pretty neat. Needless to say, though, uh, this lens is just too big for my kind of photography. I can imagine we'll start to see these at the sidelines of sports events very soon, if we haven't already. Um, you know, it's got to be great uh, to be able to just zoom through from. 200 to 500 millimeters and stay at f 2.8 if you're shooting from the sidelines at 15 kil uh, kilograms though i i can't imagine that you know people will be walking around very far with this lens so it's definitely a specialized piece of kit i also thought it was interesting uh, but not really surprising that you have to put a separate battery into the lens to power it um, I believe it's a few weeks ago now. My my memory is not that great, uh, but I believe I heard someone saying that it was the same battery that you uh, you use in the SLR bodies. Um, I'm, I might be mistaken on that. Next is um, just a bonus photograph from the Nikon stand, and I just want to really show you that beautiful motorcycle. Uh, I can actually zoom in to one hundred percent and read the the text on the plaque and find that the bike was created by Suzuki for the 40th Tokyo Motor Show in 2007 to express how good it feels to ride a motorcycle. Um, apparently it's called a biplane, we can see that even in the uh, in the, the smaller, you know, the, the resized image that I posted. Uh, but because it's a, you know, basically it's a compound word, um, like they, they like very much in, in Japan, um, formed from bike and plane. And basically, that's because it feels as good um, riding in a plane than you know does the bike. Uh, there are also details of the spec, such as that it's a 1,000 cc or a one liter V4 engine. So it wouldn't surprise me if this dream machine actually runs. Next is the 24-inch wide uh, Epson printer called the Cristario EX7550 here in Japan. For many years, Canon were playing catch-up, um, always maybe six months behind Epson uh, in the printer you know, arena. 
And that's why I've been buying Epson printers for 15 years. And I even said to the guy at the uh, Epson professional stand, though, that I I thought that this um, was changing now, uh, hoping to price something out of him about their plans for something better down the road, uh, maybe this coming autumn. But he just sort of grimaced and uh, kind of agreed with me. Um, you know, the tables really do appear to have turned at least at this level of printer and probably at the at the more consumer side um but epson you know won't be resting on their laurels i'm sure that um well i'm hoping at least to see what whatever they uh, you know they counter with by this autumn which is probably when i'll be um seriously looking to pick up a new 24 inch printer to extend the reach of my own fine art print business next is the a shot of the you know the usual very sleek Nikon stand. This uh, this part just um, really had a display of the range of lenses and cameras, and uh, I think you know you can see in the in the photo that guy there looking back at us from the screen inside the display is Kimura Takuya. He's uh, or Takuya Kimura if you say it with the first name first. Um, uh, his nickname's basically Kimutaku. He's a, a famous actor, come dancer, come singer here in Japan. And he's on all of the new Nikon commercials here in Japan. The Nikon guys sure do know how to put on a classy stand. I know, I've noticed this every year um, at this expo. And they, their cameras aren't bad either. In the next photo, we can see a bright red uh, and a, a bright yellow Mamiya 645 Pro TL camera. These are two of a total of nine colours in a limited edition range of 120 film cameras. I found these interesting and nice to look at, and uh, you know may well be uh, swamped with email for saying this, uh, but. I couldn't help thinking that this is to some extent a bit of a gimmick as an attempt to hold on to a waning film camera market. There were bright green and deep lacquer red uh, versions in the, the next cabinet, which were also quite cool. You know, I, I do I, I do understand if you were if you're into 120 film cameras and you know if this is your, your bag, then then you you may well find that these are um are, are pretty cool. Uh, and I'm I'm more than likely mistaken about the gimmick thing but um it just seems a little bit sort of strange that um a company like mammy is bringing out this this sort of thing right now uh, but it may be something that they've done historically as well um, i'm again just speculating these little babies cost uh 320,000 yen or around three thousand two hundred dollars for a manual version and three hundred eighty thousand yen or three thousand eight hundred for an ae version it seems that Mamiya will um, make up to 200 of these by order, so if you would like one, uh, then you probably need to be quick. Before I left, I visited the Jitso and um, Manfrotto stands. I was surprised to see that both of these tripod manufacturers were right next to each other in the expo, and then I realised that they're both now being marketed by Bogan, which uh, I didn't know until this time. This actually makes me feel a little bit less of a traitor to Manfrotto, though, because uh, you know I've I've really I've had uh, a Manfrotto for a long time, and I loved using using it for many years. Uh, you know, I've uh, I've really uh, taken a good look though 
um, at the the Jitsil tripods. I bought one, a very large one, um, for using with my 600mm mainly, um, and just really sort of got got used to using that. And then uh, when I upgraded to the 1DS and the 300, I bought the 300mm f2.8, uh, you know, towards the end of last year, I found that the the Manfrotto that I bought was just a little bit too small and not really designed for uh, holding that much weight. Really, um, my my own photography requirements sort of grew out of the one that I I had bought uh, and used for, you know with uh, a lot of success for many years. Uh, but I I took the opportunity to take a good look at the Jitsu range um, in addition to my big heavy tripod uh, because I wanted something. Uh, a little bit stronger than my Manfrotto, but then you know also something that was more compact and lightweight than the the huge one, the huge Jitsu that I'd got. Um, so I I sort of had a good look through their range, and I've actually recently picked up a new Jitsu that is there's one um, that gets the the camera's viewfinder right to eye level. Um, in fact, it gets it about a centimeter above eye level um, if I if I open it up fully, um, but you know, I've uh, I've found the one for me and sort of and picked up another one. So I don't feel quite so bad now that I know that both of these uh, these companies um, are being sort of marketed by Borgen. So uh, at the end of the day, all of the money is probably going in the same direction. All in all, it was um, a great show. But I have to admit that this show, uh, and I dare say any similar show in other countries apart from the US, are going to be a little paled by the speed at which information travels on the internet these days. In the past, uh, I've spent a whole day here, but on this day, I was there for about two and a half hours. And it was partly because I was I was trying to sort of rush a lot into my week. Um, but, you know, a lot of it as well is just that, you know, what the problem is, is that there's rarely anything new announced outside Expos uh, in the US. And now that the internet enables us to read about things and and hear about things straight away after, and even before uh, new products are announced, there's there's really no surprises anymore. I I definitely prefer it like this. It's not a complaint. Um, I I love the information age. Um, I, I like the technology, as most of you know and can tell, and I like to stay abreast of what's happening in the industry. Although it kind of takes the fun out of uh, trade shows like this to a certain extent. But, you know, I guess we, uh, we can't have our cake and eat it, as they say. So, another relatively quick one this week, as I try to catch up with uh, some other stuff after my family visit. Uh, with all that's going off at the moment, uh, I think that I'll probably not be able to put out one more podcast uh, than usual to catch up with the couple of weeks that we missed recently. Uh, there's, there's really just too much going off um, photographically in my day job and in my personal life. And I, I'm almost definitely um, you know, not going to be able to get another one out. So sorry about that. But I will, um, again, almost definitely... I'll be able to stick to my usual uh, one episode per week schedule for a while from now. So stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks for uh, sticking with me and for uh, you know for your support always. And uh, I guess uh, all that remains to be said is you have a great week, whatever you're doing. Bye bye.
photocastnetwork.com, your photography resource in the potosphere. photocastnetwork.com